it's all about playing the game the right way. The name on the front of the jersey is more important than that name on the back of the jersey. You play for the Indiana Pacers. That's who you represent. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the All Pacers podcast. Please, if you don't already, go follow us on Instagram at all.pacers or on Twitter at all underscore pacers for a great fan community and all the updates you're ever going to need on all things Pacers. This is Jeremy. With me, as always, are Jack and Breezy. How are you guys doing? Good. Eh. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. I'm slowly sinking into this chair like quicksand. <laughs> so, over under on him falling asleep, about an hour. <laughs> oh, uh, I'd, I'd say 45 under. minutes is a good over under. <laughs> Don't you don't you think forty five? I, I know some, Austin. I ate a couple brownies, regular brownies, before you guys came. Yeah, so that would have sh- dropped the over under. Sugar settling. Uh, also had a little bit of fettuccine. So oh. ooh, carbo load. Yeah, it's good for this podcast. Che- well, if I feel like you have to work to to get it going, <laughs> I'm just sitting sinking. Yeah. Um, also, over under forty five steps on Austin's left sock uh, before it before it falls apart. <laughs> I'm gonna say on use, it's way over forty five steps. Sorry, mm. I meant on until it falls apart completely, because oh. it looks like you could put your foot through that hole the, on the bottom of your sock. Socks are one of those things where wh- I mean, why wouldn't you just literally run them into the ground? <laughs> You're ba- <laughs> it's basically not a sock at this point. It's like it's like a tube. It covers what it needs to cover. If no, I it have, doesn't. <laughs> I think it's fair to say you've run that one into the ground. There is a hole extending pretty much across the foot, but it's below the toe line, so my toes aren't exposed. Except for the two holes that are about to pop through on your toes. And then also your heel has a hole. <laughs> that it hasn't popped yet, though, is the thing. And yeah, The ball of your foot, the entire ball of your foot... Uh, I mean, I I don't have to imagine what your feet look like. I I can just clearly. I see I have your great foot. feet. I wash them every time I get in the shower, and which is every day. To your credit, <laughs> it looks like you have a very good gait. It looks like you're going heel to the, <coughs> the ball of your foot to your toes as you walk, as you should. And you can see it with the wear. I used to have a problem where my feet would like roll out when I walked, but I had to buy some stabilizing shoes, mainly when I ran. Ah. You think Derrick Rose has ever thought about getting stabilizing shoes? Probably I wonder if Sabonis is wearing stabilizing shoes Ooh, I hope right so. now. <laughs> I hope so, man. They need stabilizing knee bands. <laughs> <laughs> that That is also very true. Yeah. So anyway, we're good. How are you doing, Jeremy? I'm pretty good. Yeah, it's good to be back. It, I feel like we haven't done this in a long time, right? Well, some of us haven't. Oh, pardon me. I didn't get the text message when we're doing a Spurs podcast. <laughs> Well, um, yeah, we we did a podcast last week, and uh, Jacob has since then been fired. Um, I went back to the A-team of Jeremy and Austin, <laughs> and we're going to be doing this weekly again since the season's about to kick off. So now now you guys are all caught up. Did he get fired since you tried to do this podcast with him tonight? Um, well, we wanted to use a sunroom, which was a, a great <laughs> space. Uh, Austin, I texted Austin today. I said, hey, can we use... Uh, your house and he said we don't have any furniture <laughs> we don't i'm moving so well i mean i now that we're here well, i see yeah, that jeremy's we, sitting in a, a chair uh, and you're also sitting in a chair we don't have tables and i mean we've made it work yeah so i jeremy brought me a lawn chair i'm sitting in a lawn chair in the basement of austin's house but uh the ottoman works as a great table and that side table right next to you is also a table it's cluttered <laughs> and i also see a table over there your corner table, and then uh, here's a, a nice little counter that we could have used. Oh, and a table behind me. So did you? <laughs> There's tables everywhere. <laughs> your definition of table seems to be pretty loose. Is yeah. that table is <laughs> is that TV laying on its back behind you a table? If uh, no, I wouldn't count that because if it was on the ground and I put my laptop there uh, for Austin to record and then edit this later. Um, it'd basically be the floor. So, no, I wouldn't count that as a table. Okay. <laughs> but, no, my picture of this, w- we're way off track. <laughs> we haven't even started. But my picture of your house when you texted us was there was going to be nothing here. And, like, that's how I was picturing it. So, that's it why. It feels like there's nothing here <laughs> I guess to so. me. Your, your big couch is no longer here. You sold that. 
Uh, yes, it's gone. Yeah, so gave it to the dumpster babies. <laughs> <laughs> not like, yeah, you know what? I'm not even gonna explain it. Now, what we could have done to add an element of fun would be strap our laptops to your dogs and try and chase them around. Oh, Jesus! While reading our information. <laughs> well, I'm not paying for you to get new laptops. <laughs> But we can still try it. Yeah. Well, dogs have four legs. They went Tables to day- have four legs. They went to daycare today, though, so they're pretty worn out. Mm. That's they're. I don't even know if they flinched when you guys walked in because they're exhausted. Oh wow. Yeah, I didn't see a dog. They're well. They're in their cages. Oh. But normally they would be like up and barking. Yeah, biting holes in our socks and stuff. We listen. I worked hard to get these holes in my <laughs> socks, and I'm gonna keep wearing them until they give out. Hey, if any of you there are listening, uh, and you want to send Austin <laughs> some socks or funds for new socks, what the hell happened to ninety four fifty? Can they send us something? <laughs> also, if you are there and you're not listening, can we just check on you and make sure you're okay? Ninety four fifty. Send us some socks. Yeah, we should reach out to them again. Austin needs some socks. Anyway, sorry, Jeremy. It, we're we're six minutes, almost seven minutes into this podcast. And it's been 100% Pacers talk, which is nice. <laughs> it's always good to start with what the people want. And you know what the people really want is a stat of the day. All right. That, that was good. No complaints. That's your stat of the day, folks. This one, you know where you were. I'm just trying to think where I was. Actually, who am I kidding? I know where I was. January 31st, 2009, at 7 p.m. What day of the week was it? Let's see. If uh, you know what? Hey, Monday. hey, hey, hey. <laughs> if you knew... If you knew what January 31st was this year, I could tell you because it's 11 years ago. So it would be the same day that oh, it was oh. this some, year. Doing really? Some witchcraft over there. I think. <laughs> yeah, that that's actually kind of cool. I didn't know because that. Because I was born on Easter and my birthday's on Easter every 11 years. Oh. It was a Friday. It was a Friday. So. Friday night. In 2009? Yeah, I think I'm right about that, that it would be a Friday. I'm going to guess if it was a Friday night Ooh. when I was in ninth grade. It was not a Friday? It was a Saturday. Oh. Since Saturday. I went into my calendar app already, I just went back to Tuesday. Hey, well, I just want to I just want to say, since I was in the ninth grade, Friday and Saturday nights look the exact same for me. I was probably playing Halo or Call of Duty or something. You are probably screen peeking, huh? <laughs> if it was, nope. a, it was a Friday night. Screen peek land party. <laughs> It was a Friday night. I probably would have been at a uh, high school basketball game. Oh. I was in high school. If it's a Saturday night, I would have been at home probably. Yeah, or at uh, Seth and Caleb's playing basketball. Or that. Well, that's probably more likely. I don't yeah. know. And then having a land party. Because <laughs> the girls' basketball games were on Saturday afternoons. Oh, and you never missed those. Well, I was in pep band, so <laughs> no, I didn't ever miss those. <laughs> of course. Yeah, I remember you at Floyd. Or at our high school, when you walked around the corner that one time, that's it. That's <laughs> the only time I remember you in school. <laughs> Freaking dweeb. That's probably what he thought when he was walking around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> like these dweeb freshmen. Anyway, that's where we were. Uh, well, I was in Indianapolis watching the Pacers because I'm the only loyal fan in the house. <laughs> but uh, the Pacers... Back to their losing ways in this one. Ooh. I don't remember what our last stat of the day was, but... It probably was a loss. You can probably roll the dice at the Pacers' <laughs> loss. That's just the way these things shake out, which is weird because for most of my lifetime, the Pacers have had a winning record. So, it's weird. I swear I don't try to do this. Mostly. Uh, but the Pacers lost this one, 122-113 to to the Knicks. And they fell to 19 and 29. This was not a good season for the Pacers. They uh, ended up going 36 and 46. Yeah, I was going to say that might have been one of the lowest of the past 20 years that season. This is a special game, though, because it's kind of a dual stat of the day. So our Pacers stat of the day comes from none other than TJ Ford. 
Oh. Longtime podcast hopeful. Yes. He had his Pacers career high of 36 this game. Hey. That's awesome. 36 and uh, five assists. He also he shot 14 of 23, which is really good. Only one three-point attempt, too. Wow. So crazy. Different time. Yeah, I mean, if it was today, he probably would have shot eight threes and had 56 points. Yeah. Pacers only shot 25. Uh, the Knicks got a couple good stats here. Gosh, one. I probably can't even name one player on the Knicks that year. Uh, they have Tyson Chandler. No, they have one. Jarrett all- Jack. No, they have one all-star on their team. I don't know if he was an all-star this year, but he. Oh, Marcus Camby. No. Is a big man. That's that's crazy. I can't name a Nick player from that year. White big man, all-star. Oh, uh, championship, not with the Knicks. Yeah, Landry Fields. Oh, um, uh, Steve Novak was on that team. Steve Novak has not been an all-star. <laughs> Jared Jeffries was on that team, though. He was, and he that. had two points in this game. Hey, he Hoosiers. Probably played great defense. He started, uh, uh, I think I can find it. His defensive rating uh, was a 103, so that's, that's, pretty, that's good. pretty good. That's pretty good. He's a, he was a specialist. Best defensive rating in the game. Maybe NBA history. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I'm saying... I'm about to answer that. Okay. <laughs> was De- Danilo Gallinari. Oh. Had a 94 defensive rating. Did you say he was an all-star? No. The all-star was David Lee. Oh. Oh, of course. He was an all-NBA player maybe that year, too. Uh, I know he was one year. 08, 09. No, you're wrong. <laughs> maybe he wasn't. <laughs> I can only remember him as a injured player on the Warriors. <laughs> he yeah. was good on the Warriors. He made an all-star for them. And then he was injured. How many but people do you for think years. How many people do you think say they can only remember David West as a player on the Warriors? Not many. Not yet. There's not, probably not a, there's many. probably a group of people that would say that though. Maybe like those are Warriors fans cuz they're all 13 to 15 years <laughs> brand old. Brand new at basketball. <laughs> yeah. Not many though. Anyways, while you guys are trashing David Lee and David <laughs> West, Al Harrington had 31 points this game. Oh, oh, nice. So, kind of a double, even a triple feature if you want to throw in Jared Jeffries who went to IU. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, two paces over 30. That's nice. And Novak, who uh, uh, Coach Steve Green. Novak was not on this team. <laughs> oh, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> Nate Robinson was. He's popular. Uh, RIP to Nate Robinson's uh, chicken and waffle store in Seattle. Oh, really? Yeah, it closed, apparently. Oh, I, mean, I went there a couple years ago. It was really good. Was that before I came I in to visit you? I think you were on the train I was still. on the train coming in when yeah. you guys didn't pick me up from the airport. Yeah. You guys made me take the well, train. We were That's never right. going to pick you up from the <laughs> airport. So we were going to pick you up from the train stop, which we did. I can't talk about this. Can we Can we get into the podcast? Sure. <laughs> uh, well, I thought we had been into the podcast. Oh, my, can we talk? I just about don't pacers? see why we had to hold your hand on the train. This like, has always been a train podcast, and you know that. You're right. We are in the train room too today. We're in the train room. We're training for having no furniture. Allegedly, you have a ton of trains. Let around. me tell you, I'm about to talk about trains for so much the next four years, or four to eight years. <laughs> All right, let's get into this Pacers stuff that we have to talk about today. Uh, there's a lot that's been going on since we last came to you with Pacers news. The league opening day hopefully still is going to be in about a month and a half from now. We're recording November 9th. Uh, there was some concerns today from Shams that was he was reporting that maybe they'll have to push it back if the coronavirus doesn't back off a little bit because of how much travel is going to be involved now, but we'll see. As of right now, December 22nd, start date. Crossing our fingers, hoping that's going to be the case. So in the run-up to that, we're, we're going to talk a little bit of draft later. That's coming up next Wednesday. But first, we have a bunch of coaching news that we need to get to. The big one, head coach Nate Bjorkgren. What? Flawless. Thank you. Good. Thank Dutch. You, thank you. Strong Dutch name. Or or of, of the like. It would be one of your favorites. Swedish or Norwegian. <laughs> one of my favorites. Nate Bjorkgren. Is that considered that East Germany good. or not East Germany? Uh, <laughs> At Soviet one point, it might Cold War. Been. No, is that considered uh, Eastern Europe? Uh, no, you're 0 for 3 there. 
It is not East German, Soviet, or <laughs> Cold War. Sweden, Sweden is not East this Europe. Scandinavian. So is that like North Europe? Yeah, it's Norway, Sweden, and Finland. Haven't you played Risk? They're up above the rest no, of Europe. No, I feel like I would like it, though. Risk? Yeah. Je- Jeremy's the one yeah. to ask. Yeah, I love Risk. Me and Jacob. Yeah, well, I, I never get invited. I love Risk as well, so... <laughs> What I do you mean? Either. You can start a game, Austin. Me and let's you. Let's start. You know what? We can also play golf sometime. Let's. Yeah, let's do it. I get uh, half-ass invitations to play golf all the time too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. We might have a, like if you want to come play golf sometime. Like, just let us know. And play then. golf and risk. Just, you know. <laughs> and then they play and never tell us about it. Yeah. <laughs> not Jeremy. He's not part. Yeah. Jeremy's in the same boat as us. Yeah, Mol- Jeremy doesn't do anything. <laughs> Actually, he plays risk without us. Apparently. You just play by yourself as different people? Yeah, well, you know what you do? You get out the Lord of the Rings risk because it has the little characters. It's not the counters. So then you can have the characters fight each yeah. other. Mm. It's great. It's great fun. <laughs> you do uh, stop motion videos for it too? Oh, of course. Obviously. Uh, one one last thing. Do you think there's a Scooby-Doo risk? Uh, hard no. Ah, that'd be great. It would. Isn't it like you're like taking over nations? Yeah. Are you what confusing you? Risk and Clue? Oh, I know there's Scooby-Doo Clue. That's, I think, where I, I that got this idea. That one makes sense and should exist. Scooby-Doo Monopoly could work. Yeah. I'm, I just don't see a world where Scooby-Doo Risk works. Yet. Scooby-Doo Chess. I, I, I'd i be into that, too. That would, be, that would work, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so we, we don't know. We haven't decided where the uh, Scandinavian countries are. Well, we have. They're north of the rest of Europe. Yeah, <laughs> it's been decided for us. <laughs> That's where they are. Okay. Like by Greenland and stuff. Oh, uh, no, I know they're not close <laughs> to that. All right. Welcome to All Dot Geography. <laughs> We've had All Dot Geography before. I we think. have, yeah. We have, and apparently we need to do it some <laughs> more because it's lacking in this room. Yeah. All right. But hey, I've got a, I got like a huge list of things here about his career if you want to hear some of them. Yes, 100%. Uh, how far back do you want me to go? Let's. Uh, well, I'm so excited to talk about his Phoenix days, but what is there anything before that? I have 20 years before that. Okay, if, let's do if it. If you want it. Yes, we're here for it. Nate Bjorkren began his career as a <laughs> player on the Storm Lake High School basketball team. <laughs> Too far. <laughs> Too far back. All right. How about Wait, the tone? Where is Storm Lake? Did the tone work? It's good tone. It's good narration. Uh, Stone Lake, Storm Lake, sorry, Storm Lake is in Iowa. Ah, that sounds very Iowan. Which is also where he finished his college career playing in at Buena Vista University, Division Three. Oh, he helped a them. Good view is what that means in English. It's true. Is yeah. that California, Buena Vista. Uh, I lived in Chula Vista, California. No, I'm, I'm asking if Buena Vista is in California. Uh, no, it is in Iowa. Oh, shockingly horrible name for a school in iowa <laughs> but he did leave them to a conference championship so good job wow by him uh he went back and coached at some high schools around the area and then went to arizona and coached a high school there where so, he was so we got a high school coach hang on okay he was named regional coach of the year twice and state coach of the year once at cactus shadows high school shout out to cactus shadows high school what a name out in scottsdale arizona from there, hey, and if you're listening from Cactus Shadows High School, shout out. Yeah, shout out. Give us a shout out at your high school. Yeah, give <laughs> <laughs> shout out for shout out. That's fair. Uh, cool story about when after he was done coaching there, he reached out to Nick Nurse, who was an assistant coach at South Dakota University while Nate was at South Dakota playing before he went to Buena Vista and was like, hey, you just got the job as the Iowa Energy head coach. Do you have a spot for me as an assistant? Uh, he said, sorry, but no, I don't. So, But I can give you a volunteer assistant coach job. So for a, for a full season, Nate was a volunteer assistant coach for the Iowa Energy. He would have to drive himself to games. He would get other coaches lunch. He would do all the dirty work for them. Wow. Amazing ride to get the next season actually promoted to an actual assistant coach. He got the job he was looking for. So, guys, if you're out there and you're like, how do I become a uh, coach in the NBA? Volunteer for a G League team, apparently. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. But, yeah, so from there he just he moved up. He became the head coach of the Santa Cruz Warriors. He went back and became the head coach of the Iowa Energy, 
won a D League championship there in 2013. He went to be the Baker. Uh, mem- that was a memorable season for all the D League fans out there. I- I'm not one of them. I'm just sure it was memorable. Oh, <laughs> I mean, if you live in Iowa, yeah, it's a big deal for Iowa. Maybe that might be the only championship in Iowa professional sports history. Think about it. Yeah. Do, do they have another professional team there? No, I don't think so. Maybe like a double A baseball team or something. Oh, yeah. they have the Iowa Cubs. That's true. Do they? Yeah. Oh. Cool. Shout out MLB the show. <laughs> oh, you're nice. Uh, but he went and became a head coach at Bakersfield Jam, another D League team, and from there he was promoted to a full Suns assistant in the twenty fifteen season. Coached there until twenty seventeen when he reunited with Nick Nurse and the Raptors. Won a championship there in 2019, and now he's here as a head coach in the NBA. It's a pretty crazy journey for a guy, but a really cool story. Yeah, and uh, Phoenix, I read, when he was in Phoenix, he was one of the uh, biggest he – he's taken a lot of credit, or people have given him a lot of credit for developing TJ Warren. Yeah. Which is great because now he gets to work with maybe our best player in Indiana. So I'm excited about that. Um, and I, I – didn't know that he had to grind so hard to get a coaching job so i i really appreciate that about him that he never gave up on that too so that that actually got me really excited about him as a coach yeah um another cool story i found this was from the uh des moines register he this is for indiana pacers fans who i know love some hard-nosed basketball during a high school game nate was hit in the head got a huge cut opened up had to leave the game his dad took him to the hospital he got stitches and then he drove back re-entered the game and <laughs> led them to the victories so that's the wow. kind of guy we got that's a that's a pacer player if you ever heard one <laughs> that's awesome that is blue collar gold swagger <laughs> <laughs> i heard that stunted his hair growth as well that's the rumor uh the des moines registered couldn't say either way but who knows yep and uh it is funny he is bald and named nate and he replaced our bald head coach named Nate. So, and he went somewhere. I saw Atlanta. Right? Nate McMillan's yeah, out of Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah. And uh, so, well, a f- not a funny thing with Nate going to Atlanta. We'll get to that in a little bit with one of our assistant coaches. But uh, anything else you all wanted to bring up about Bjorken before we moved on? No, uh, that was very in depth. I have nothing else to add. Yeah, you have told me everything about this guy. Uh. Seems like he's going to be really creative, which is all that we wanted. Well, and speaking of that, that's the one last thing I had to say was Kevin Pritchard was really impressed by his resume, but the thing that sold him on him was when he brought him in for the interview and the way he talked about how he was going to use the team and the plays and stuff he was going to run, that's what really sold Pritchard on him. So, yeah. Yeah, and him and Oladipo had a great conversation right off the bat, which is very promising for the Oladipo believers that are still out there, including myself. It's true. Yes. All right, uh, we also have some assistant coach news, and two of these new assistant coaches tie back to Nate McMillan in kind of funny ways. Yes. So the first one I want to talk about is the first guy who got announced as being brought in, and that's Greg Foster, former player. He played for 13 years. Yeah, wow. Won a championship in 2001 with the Lakers. Most recently, he was a player development coach for the Sixers, an assistant with the Bucks, and most recently with the Hawks, which is where Nate McMillan went. So we essentially did a, a little coach traded. Yeah, we said, "Hey, we'll give you our head coach for your assistant coach," and they're like, "Well, we don't want him as a head coach." <laughs> um, and we lost all of our assistant coaches to Philly. So not all of them. Oh, <laughs> I guess we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get to that in okay. a second. But yeah, uh, Dan Burke and Popeye Jones did go on to Philly. So Man. we'll see. That's such a great name to lose, Popeye. That's true. Man. I thought you were going to say Dan. <laughs> no. Uh, if you haven't seen it, there's a video out there of Dan Burke talking about how Philly gets away with all sorts of calls. And when the news was announced, uh, Joel Embiid retweeted the video and said, now we can get away with it together, <laughs> which is really funny. <laughs> That's fun. Uh, like him or not, he, Joel is a funny dude. He's a funny he's guy. He's a funny guy. I like him. He's he's yeah. the funniest second best center in the league. <laughs> Rudy Gobert's the first? Who's the first? No, stop it. Miles Turner. Miles Turner's the best. All right. Here's another assistant coach that has a weird tie with Nate McMillan. This one was just announced today. That is Caleb Canales. Canales. I think think you're right. Canales. Canales. 
Canales. Canales. Canales. Canales. Canales. <laughs> Canine anal. Did you did you mean to say that? Do we need do we need to canine anal? <laughs> I don't think it's that one. I th- I think we can safely say that's not his name. Canine yeah, it's anal. probably it's probably Canales. Canales. Well, he was hired today. Uh, most recently, he's been an assistant with the Knicks. He was also an assistant in Portland. And when Nate McMillan was fired from Portland, he took over and went eight and fifteen as the interim head coach there. Oh. So. There you go. Another guy with tied to Nate McMillan after Nate McMillan leaves, <laughs> which is great. Um, and then, as we mentioned, one of our former assistant coaches was retained. That is Bill Bano. So, Who's everyone's favorite? Yeah, he's he's a funny guy. He yeah. is legitimately funny. And he's out in L.A. working out with Aaron Holiday and Sabonis right now, which is nice. That's hmm. good. So that's cool. Uh, some other names to maybe keep an eye on if possibly Greg Foster goes behind the bench and we're looking for another – uh, on the bench guy, Danny Manning has been linked to the Pacers' job. Mm-hmm. Former Wake Forest uh, head coach, also uh, the dad of former Colts quarterback. I think that's accurate. Yeah, yeah, Th- they look exactly the same. <laughs> he was legitimately one of the best college basketball players. Yeah, of all time. I have his rookie card, Danny Manning. How much is it going for? I would bet I could sell it for a nickel. Yeah, plus probably. shipping. So like a dollar shipping. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he had some strong ties to Pritchard, so that's a name to keep an eye on. Another name to keep an eye on is one of the leaders from the head coach search who was just let go f- from the Pelicans today, and that is Chris Finch, who also has strong ties to Kevin Pritchard. I don't know if they're looking for another assistant to be on the actual bench or what they're planning on doing, but those are two names to keep an eye on. It's good to know. In case they are. Huh. So there you go. I didn't know Chris Finch is on the table still. He he was just let go today, so he he's available. I know he's going to be looked at for positions all over the league, though. So yeah, if he's not getting a good job, he's not gonna he's not gonna even consider it. Yeah, he'll have a lot of spare time to spend in his bird bath in the <laughs> off season. Yeah, do you think he'd sit on the bench or like a telephone wire? Yeah, uh, he's in the rafters. He's <laughs> sit up in the. He's rafters. flitting around in the rafters. Well, hopefully he doesn't go to the Spurs because he'll get swatted oh, out of the air. That's true. Confuse him for a bat. Oh, yeah. So just a couple other things, a little bit of news items per J. Michael. T.J. McConnell is going to be retained by the Pacers this season. They're not going to buy him out. That was some breaking news today. I did not hear that, and I should have posted that to Instagram. Yep. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> yikes. Uh, also, the Knicks are targeting Justin Holiday, but he has the Pacers as his top choice still, which is good to hear. Indiana also wants to return, re- wants to retain him, but it's going to come down to how much people are willing to pay. So, and I have a source, I have a source telling me that he's going to the team that offers him the most money. He's not going to stick with his brother just because it's his brother. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, like as Jay Michael says, Pacers are his top choice, but if the mo- if the money's there, no one can blame him for leaving. And if anyone's going to pay him a ridiculous amount, it's the Knicks. So that, yeah, that's you true. might be right with that. that. Is More true. forwards, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then one final piece of not really news, just a tidbit about coaching. Uh, Nick Nurse loves to have his assistants rotate responsibilities, so you don't just have one offensive guy and one defensive guy. There, so that's something Bjorken will be bringing into the Pacers. So look for maybe some tweaks from what you've been seeing recently. Different assistants taking more or less responsibilities from game to game. Just something cool to keep an eye on as the season starts and moves on. I like that. That's that's what this league needs more of. Yeah. And that's something the Pacers need more of. Yeah, any anything to innovate. Yes. <laughs> Please. <laughs> we need we just need something different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of coach talk and a little bit of news there for everybody. Jack, did you have anything else news-wise or coach-wise? Um, best of luck to Nate McMillan in Atlanta. Um, yep. And uh, good luck with next offseason when you're looking for a new team. Oh, geez. <laughs> I'm wow. just kidding. He'll probably be there for a while. <laughs> what, That's also what, a G. <laughs> inevitably, what will happen is he's going to end up taking over as head coach, and then his no, team's going to get really gonna. injured, and then he's going to lose his job eventually. It's what happened in Portland and what happened in Indiana. I think so. they have a pretty good coach in Atlanta, right? I mean, we had a pretty good coach in Indiana before Nate McMillan, but... Ooh, Larry and Bird. That was 20 years ago. 
Frank Vogel. <laughs> the NBA champion Frank Vogel. That's right. Yeah. So hey, um, congrats to Frank. Vogel. Congrats to Nate McMillan, honestly, for getting a job in Atlanta and for one day getting to be the Atlanta Hawks coach. Hey, and congrats to Rick Carlisle. Oh, the forgotten Pacers coach. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, Scott Pollard's coach. Yeah. Friend Scott of the podcast. Pollard didn't like him. No, as a coach. As a coach. He did not. All right, so we'll move on here. Larry Brown. <laughs> we won't move on. Was there in the Pacers 90s. Coach We're stuck. <laughs> uh, also, our boy. God, what was his Dick name? Dick Versace. Dick Versace. <laughs> Ring of Honor name. Yeah, Dick Ring Versace. Ring of Honor Dick Versace. I have his basketball card. You do? Yeah, safely okay. tucked away to where it won't get damaged because that might have value one day. If yeah, he ever gets a job might. again. Uh, he could be deceased. <laughs> All right, so we got some off-season talk and some trade talk. What, where do you want to start first here, Jack? Knowing where my brain wants to go, let's start with trades. Because that's where your brain wants to go? Yeah. I feel like your brain is always there. <laughs> Just might as well get it over with real quick. You hey, know? let me tell you what. This might surprise you. Well, this will surprise you and all of our fans. I've got a bunch of stuff written down for trades today. Oh. So there you go. <laughs> All right, so let's dive into maybe some off-season moves we might be seeing here as we in the week leading up to the draft. Uh, Jack and Breezy, I know you guys got some fun ones. I have some ideas written down here. Why don't you guys take it away? Yeah, um, and I'll just preface this with I got some trades that I've always beat into the ground, at least mm. since we've been doing this podcast for over a year. Yeah, uh, We yeah. never celebrated, <laughs> which is crazy that we've been doing it for that long. <laughs> but um, I definitely have those trades. I want to hear some of these because I heard Austin has some crazy ones. But yeah. um, if we get time to do the draft picks, too, um, I got a ton of stuff for that. But I'm going to let you guys run with this trade stuff and uh, critique you as we go. So, Austin, go ahead. Well, if you didn't hear the last time that I was on the podcast, the Pacers are going to sign Bryn Forbes. So <laughs> take all these trades with a grain of salt because we'll have to figure in Bryn Forbes' salary, whatever it ends up being. The sources? Uh, just general basketball knowledge <laughs> of watching basketball for a long Is time. Is he a high-ranking general? Oh, we're back to risk, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> yes. You're really going to talk about did. risk in front of me in Austin? <laughs> <laughs> we get it. We don't get invited. Uh, first trade I have here. The Pacers get Blake Griffin for Miles Turner, Doug McDermott, and TJ Leaf. Okay. <laughs> and their second-round pick this year. Which is 54th. Yeah. Who says no? I feel like the Pacers would say no. It's a lot of talent you're getting. That is. I like Blake Griffin. How much how many years does he have left? Three years. Thirty five million. <laughs> yeah, I think the Pacers Each. say no. <laughs> Pacers say no? Uh just based on that contract, yeah, I think so. Yeah, especially okay. like he gets hurt <coughs> when it matters most, you know? Good. You know better than anybody. Has a one time clip Listen, fan. Blake Griffin has been very good. And a one-time Pistons fan. <laughs> a brief Pistons fan. I had a moment in the sun. Uh, actually, no, I didn't. Fan? No, I didn't. I'm a Pacers fan. What are you, what are yeah, you, you can't be a Pistons fan. Why would I ever be a Pistons fan? I was never you're a, Blake, you're a Blake Griffin fan. I like Blake Griffin a lot. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's not. A, I like that, though. That's a, that's a good trade to kick off. Yeah. You, you gave Miles Turner and TJ Leaf away, so I'm all in. Yeah. And can't shoot a three Doug McDermott in the playoffs. There you go. Yeah. Here's your second trade. Uh, the Pacers trade Victor Oladipo and their second-round pick this year and next year to the Heat for Iguodala, Duncan Robinson, and Kendrick Nunn. Who says no? I, I think the Pacers say no on that one. I think more specifically me and Jeremy say no. Uh, you get you get Kendrick Nunn, you get Duncan Robinson. You get Nunn and Robinson. I like Nunn. I like Oladipo I mean, better. Iguodala, you know. I like the potential at this 54th pick this year. That's a that's a trade where you do a little sniff test on it and something just doesn't smell right. You're like, eh, why? I'm not, I'm not so sure about this. Yeah, and here's the Pacers question. It's uh, why is Tyler Hero not in this trade? That's the one question they're going to ask. I don't, I don't think the Heat will give up Hero. Then Oladipo's not going to the Heat. Right? You might. You're getting Duncan Robinson, Kendrick Nunn. I'm not giving Oladipo away for Duncan Robinson. You can Robinson. probably flip Iguodala later for something. Look, 
we'll sign Joe Harris in the offseason. He'll we'll p- he'll pair well with Brent <laughs> Forbes. <laughs> no, you're paying Brent Forbes a lot of money. You can only pick <laughs> one. The salaries are tight this year. Look, Joe Harris is a free agent. Duncan Robinson's a great three point shooter, but Joe Harris is a really good three point shooter as well. Like, <laughs> why? Look, there's three point. But are you going to have the money? Is the thing you got to be thinking about money. This works with money. And then I've got, I got two more years here of Duncan Robinson at one and a half million dollars. Three more years of Kendrick Nunn at that money. It's one to think about. That is, but it's, it's just hard to picture the Pacers saying yes to that. If and the Tyler Heat Hero's go minus involved. four wins in that, according to Hollinger's analysis. <laughs> so, which is always correct. I'll, I'll even, I'll let the Pacers keep their second round picks. So you get to keep those. That makes it better. Keep weird, your second round picks. <laughs> just Oladipo. So? That that trade, including two second round picks, was it was a little much <laughs> for me. <laughs> it was it was kind of an un- uncertainty thing for the Heat getting Oladipo. But okay, so no second round picks. I know why you want the second round pick this year. Why? I have a hunch. We'll get to it later. All right, we'll get to it. <laughs> I have a hunch. Here's my third trade. I got four trades. Pacers trade Miles Turner, Doug McDermott, T.J. McConnell to the Celtics. For Gordon Hayward and the Celtics' second-round pick, there's a lot of um, Indiana fans out there that uh, would love to see Gordon Hayward in a Pacers jersey, and there's also probably a larger majority of <coughs> Pacers fans out there that would love to see Miles Turner in another jersey. Yep. Um, Can you read it all back to me one more time? Miles Turner, Doug McDermott, and McConnell for Gordon Hayward and a second-round pick. This year's second-round pick. Are there three players that the Celtics would – or two other players besides Hayward that um, McDermott and McConnell would play over in their rotation? Or is that just like a throw-in that doesn't matter? See, I had had Turner and Lamb for Hayward. You think the Celtics would risk it with with Lamb? I would if I was the Celtics I would rather have Jeremy Lamb. I think I think they would do that trade over that trade. Yeah. You think the Celtics say no to this one? I don't know if they say no to that one. I just think they're more likely to say yes to this one. Interesting. Um, they go minus 3 wins in this trade. Who do? The Celtics. <laughs> I'm giving the Pacers some good deals. <laughs> you are. You get 3 wins. Um on the Celtics you might be the 3 seed. You know what? I'm I'm so that's, I'm okay with that. So I, that's a I'm guaranteed a- three wins in that matchup. Is that what you're saying? Uh, it just says with this trade you have decreased your, you have decreased this team's projected wins by three. So and then what's the percentage that Brad Stevens comes with Gordon Hayward? Zero. Okay, then maybe I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, actually, so like, we, I like that trade. We kind of like this one. Before okay. we move on, that is one to watch. That's a lot of links between the Pacers and Gordon Hayward there. So keep your eyes on that one. Moving forward here. Also, a lot of links between the Pacers and Minnesota because the Minnesota links <laughs> <laughs> is the WNBA team yes. there. Yeah, sure, sure. This is an exciting trade. It's a four-teamer. Ooh. Yes, we're here for it. Between the Pacers. The hey, real quick, real quick, real quick. If you're listening but just barely listening, you really want to listen for this because it's a four-team <laughs> trade. These are rare. The Pacers, the Hawks. The Jazz and the Clippers. Wow. Okay. So the Pacers. The Hogs? The. (laughs) (laughs) Here's what happens The Pacers get Patrick Beverly, Ivisa Zubac, Landry Shamit, the Clippers' 2027 top three protected pick, (laughs) and the Jazz. 2022 top 10 protected pick. The Hawks get Jeremy Lamb and TJ Leaf. The Clippers get Rudy Gobert. Whoa. And the Jazz get De- Dwayne Dedman and Sabonis. What? Okay. No. No. no, that's, no. no. You're getting. Listen, that. Who? Tell, tell us again who we're getting because I'm already want out. Played off the court every game, Zubac, and give Zubach up is, Zubach is good. Again, I, I've said this since the Nuggets series. 
He you is are a, upholding Zubac as a good player. He is a great simply backup. Simply because of how much Jokic outplayed him. <laughs> he is a great backup. Uh, but you get picks. You get Beverly. You get Shamit. You get Zubac. You get twenty uh, pick in twenty twenty two, and that twenty twenty seven Clippers pick. Listen, I bet it's going to be really good. But it's protected. It's in, you said it's protected. Top three. Seven, okay, we'll take the protections off. It's in seven years. We we'll take the protections it's off. It's in seven. It's years. in seven years. And we get rid of our twenty three year old center, all star center, power forward, and you get to play Miles Turner. You have more space. You have a lot more spacing on the court. Well, where's Zubac at? On the bench because he can't play. He comes. He comes off the bench. So where's Goga? God, can we not punt <laughs> on Goga yet? Exactly. Give me Goga over Zubac. No, <laughs> Zubac is good. He he is one of the best backup centers. He is a fine starting center. Okay, let me. So let me get this straight. We're getting rid of our star, our all star big man, our sixth man. I'll remove the protections from the. No, jazz no, no. Pick. Don't you? No, too late. <laughs> we're we're losing our. Our all-star big man, our sixth man, and we're getting a backup center, a backup hey, point guard. Don't and forget, we're giving it. <laughs> we are giving up a first-round selection with all kinds of upside. <laughs> TJ Leaf only has upside. Yeah, you're clearing a lot of cap. What's the? Why do we need to do that? Who are we going to get with that cap space? Somebody. No, we're not. I'm telling you, we're not. Our well, best free agent signing of all time is David West. <laughs> well, with that attitude, <laughs> some may argue it's going to be TJ Warren. Yeah, I, yeah, that was a trade though. Yeah, cash, that was a trade. Cash consideration. How many uh, all stars have we signed to a free agent deal besides David West? Uh, we'd we'd really have to deep dive have for to, that. Yeah, I have to look it up. I can. It hasn't it. been recent, right? Nope. I mean, well, did Kylo Quinn make an all star? <laughs> Al Jefferson should have. Oh, uh, that's, that's a true. good one. He might have. Should have. Did he not? He was, he was a third team All NBA, I think. And wasn't an All Star? Wasn't an All Star, oh. yeah. Okay, do you have another trade? Nah, that was it. I spent like 30 minutes making this one. <laughs> and we hated it. And you guys you spent, hated it. <laughs> you spent that long to give us Patrick Beverly for some Yeah, Pat Bev. Shamit, Zubac, and two unprotected picks. One They're now unprotected. One is in seven years. <laughs> it's going to be a really high pick, I'm telling you. <laughs> Man, they have time to uh, be the worst team in the league and then crawl back to a decent team in that time. And You know, we're going to – we have to throw – we have to do a poll. I want to <laughs> see what other people think about this trade. Yeah. So whenever we post – this check out instagram check out twitter we'll run a poll we will it, see, see what y'all think yeah hey thanks for taking time to do that though You're sorry we welcome. sorry we roasted you a little bit no it's okay listen i think this would be a good a decent trade for the pacers to do you get more overall contributions <laughs> <laughs> you've you have Stop. three. Con- right. you get three on. contributing <laughs> players and you lose two but one might be done jeremy lamb's career might be over i hope it's not but he did just have a bad injury. It's true. And he's, what, probably close to 30? Uh, 27? 27, maybe? So he's, like, close. You could say he's in his late I 30s. I don't like hearing that late, he's close to he's, 30. He's in his late 20s. I'm about to be that age. But you're still in your mid-20s. I guess, yeah. So, yeah, you're <laughs> not you're not as old as Jeremy Lamb. <laughs> Guy's in his late 20s. Hey, um, fun fact, not that anyone needs to know this ever, uh, my computer, I've typed Jeremy Lamb so many times that it's autocorrected Jeremy's name right here <laughs> to Jeremy Lamb, even though I've changed it back to his real name. There we go. Yeah, it's still Jeremy Lamb, which is strange. As far as your computer is concerned, I'm an NBA player. <laughs> yeah. Yes, with a bum leg. Well, my legs are fine. <laughs> well, so I have actually have we'll more see. value to the Pacers right now than Jeremy Lamb does. <laughs> do, you <laughs> um, do you have any trades, Jeremy? All right, so I don't have any like specific trades. I just have some teams that you should keep your eye on who might be looking to trade for another guy. One of them is the Mavs. They have some assets they could throw the Pacers' way. Uh, you got Tim Hardaway. You can work out some stuff with him, as well as Maxi Kleba, DeLon Wright, and Norman Powell. Uh. I'm not saying they're good assets. I'm saying they're these guys are out here. The Mavs are probably looking to add somebody else. Oladipo might be one of those guys. 
So keep an eye on that, possibly. For Tim Hardaway. And stuff. And stuff. (laughs) I'll tell you what, if we got a pick from them, it wouldn't be a 2027 pick. (laughs) Look. Or Patrick Beverly. Another team that has been linked to Oladipo is the Bucks, obviously. Um, I don't love the packages there. You're looking at like a Bledsoe and Brooke Lopez or George Hill, Robin Lopez, DiVincenzo type of deal with the Bucks, which doesn't excite me at all. Also, you don't like DiVincenzo? Uh, why, why do you hate DiVincenzo I'd, so much? <laughs> I didn't say I hate DiVincenzo. I said those d- deals don't excite me. So, ah, Vincenzo! <laughs> with George Hill, I was kind of sad when he left, but that doesn't mean I want him back now. So there, there you go on him. And uh, Brooke Lopez is too old to be playing still. I'll say it. <laughs> well, then is Mark Gasol too old? Yes. Because he's older, right? Yeah. Well, one of them is the uh, all-time leading scorer for a franchise. Gasol is? No. Lopez is for the Nets? For the Nets. What? He is the all-time leading scorer for the for the wow. Nets. There's a little tidbit for you guys. That's, that's a great tidbit. Is that wow. counting Dr. J? I don't know. All I know is that he's the top scorer. Because Dr. J's top ten all time, right, of NBA players? Uh, I think if you include ABA. <laughs> yeah. I have him. I have him top fifteen, not top ten. Okay. Uh, we talked about the Heat. There's definitely something they could do there. I don't know. It, I feel like we'd end up getting Dragic's contract thrown in there, which would be terrible. He was the best so. player on the Heat, though. At different points in the playoffs yeah but he's he's another guy who's kind of a little bit too old for me i don't really want to have to trade for him hey you know a team that's always looking for new pieces and never knows what to do with them the knicks the knicks i'm not saying i want any of their pieces but they sure do have a lot of them they have two enticing pieces in mitchell robinson and rj barrett yeah i mean you got julius randall who's fine i don't think he fits on the pacers uh kevin knox another young player with a lot of upside Frank Nilakina. <laughs> Maybe some Dennis Smith Jr. Ugh. Hype him up again. No. Like like I he said. He was bad from day one. Like I said, they have a lot of pieces, but I don't want any of them. And Except for Mitchell Robinson. Yeah, and I'm not sure they really want any of them either. But if they're if you're getting Mitchell Robinson, Pacers are probably looking to trade Turner for him. Yeah. So And I don't the Knicks know. would say no. Yeah, I don't know if the Knicks want that. Uh we talked about the Celtics. Uh, obviously, the Pelicans with Drew Holiday. Okay, I was waiting for it because he's been made available. Yeah, you're looking at maybe a, a uh, Miles Turner, Doug McDermott deal for Drew Holiday. So that depends. If you're who says no, the Pelicans, right? Pelicans, for yeah, sure. Pelicans yeah. do. Yeah, that's hey, I came up with a Dallas one. Oh, what's the Dallas one? Pacers trade Oladipo to Dallas for Maxi Kleba, <laughs> Seth Curry, Dorian Finney-Smith, who's going to be good, and. Their 2020 second rounder this year, which is from Golden State. Dude. So it's very high. They're saying no. The Mavs say no? No, the Pacers say no. That might be the best one I've heard all night. For real? Yeah, there's some good stuff in there. Oh, because Maxi Kleber is German. And you love (laughs) German players. (laughs) Not because he's any good. (laughs) You and your German, Uh, man. Maxi Kleber is good. Seth Curry is good. Seth Curry is good. Finney Smith is is good. good. And we get that pick. I would take this if I was a Pacers. This says the Pacers get plus one win and the Mavs get minus seven. (laughs) I actually kind of like that trade. I'll I'll say that. I like that trade. (laughs) Were you going to talk without a microphone? (laughs) Yeah, I was uh, also adjusting the microphone. The Mavs are out of the playoffs if they lose seven more games. It's true. Well, I mean. You're taking on the potential to be really good. I'm going to put money on Doncic to win MVP next year. He's taking. I'm not. You're not? No. Who are you putting money on? I haven't seen the odds, but uh, I just I don't think they're going to be a top four seed. Uh, Westbrook won at an eight seed, right? Or seven? As a six seed. A, he should not have won it. People said that then, and we definitely say that now. Uh, that was ridiculous, and it w- I would not bank on that. You have, like, how many instances in history? Yeah, but it's possible, seed? right? No, anything is possible. Kevin Garnett said it. <laughs> well, look, after they trade for Oladipo, they'll probably be a top three seed. Yeah. Could be. And that's D- your Dwight Powell will be back, and he's really good. Yeah, but he's coming off an Achilles, like Jeremy Lamb. Yeah. So And he's a big fella. He's, he's good. 
you're they are really rolling the dice with three players as health. Yeah. And yeah, them true. being good. True. So I think they might say no before the Pacers, but there's no way. There's no way the Pacers would say no before them. This says they're going to win one more game. Who's the young asset the Pacers are getting? Well, with? all right, hear me out. If Seth Curry, Maxi Kleba, and Dorian Finney-Smith, they're all like twenty-seven, right? No, 28? no, 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 no. They're. I'm younger. looking this up. I'm looking. Well, you're the. the hear me, hear me out. You love Kleber. He's. You know his exact age, probably. You, you know full well that if the Pacers are trading Oladipo this offseason, it's because they know he's not going to sign. So if we're trading oh, yeah, one right. season of Oladipo for those guys and a pick, you do that all day, every day. <laughs> Yeah, you're probably right. But I just think they're going to go out and try to get a young asset. Kleber is 28. Finney Smith's 27. Seth Curry is 30. Yeah, like we said, they're all under 31. <laughs> 28 your athletic prime, though. Then shouldn't we keep Oladipo? Because it's he's like we said about Jeremy. about to be 28. It's like we said about Jeremy Lamb hurt. earlier. Jeremy Lamb is closer to 20 than 30. That's not true. <laughs> Jack, did you have any trades we should be keeping? Well, I just for? I wanna I just wanna talk about real quick the players that we think are available. That's Demar Derozan, Karis Levert, Brad Beal, and Drew Holiday. Is there a likely scenario for any of these guys in your guys' head? No, 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 not really. So for me, I'm turning towards free agency. Okay. If I'm the Pacers, because if we can't get any of those guys for Miles, no, you know what? We have to trade Miles Turner. So <laughs> I don't know what we're gonna do. I. I think we're in a stalemate, and maybe they're going to find a trade to get rid of Miles Turner. But we have to move on from him. So may- maybe we'll take one of those. Tra- maybe we'll give Miles Turner for Patrick Beverly and Zubach or something. <laughs> <laughs> Go off from there. <laughs> yeah, I think the the big focus for the Pacers since I mean we did just sign McConnell this or, re- or he had a he had a non guaranteed deal. Yes, and we guaranteed it. No, no, they're going to. They're going to. Yes. Oh, like we were going to. Uh, commit to Nate McMillan for another year. You're right. <laughs> so who knows? Maybe he's not going to be a pacer. We'll, we'll see. But assuming that $3 million is going to be on the books next year, plus the bonus, his deal's going from his rookie salary to $20 million, Or 22 21 It's one of those three. We're, we're really strapped for cash. So yes. our main priority is going to be finding a veteran who can – contribute right away or find a, a a senior guard or player off uh their senior year in the draft at the 54th pick who can contribute right away which <laughs> is gonna be tough to find so do you want to start with free agency or the draft uh well i think you covered that there's actually nothing to talk about in free agency <laughs> <laughs> well i have some names if you wanted to like just hear if there's like maybe we can talk about number one potential. target justin holiday justin holiday if you right? sign justin holiday you're at the tax and you can't sign anybody else <laughs> So there you go. Yeah, we can get a veterans minimum. Jakar Sampson. Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. Jakar Sampson. Over- qualify as a veteran? Yeah. He's been around for a while. Really? Yeah. Can you just get the veterans minimum like at any time? Yeah, I wonder how long. Well, Do you have to make it through your rookie? You just keep your first contract? It just goes up, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like Austin Rivers could be on the Pacers this year. Over, Bryn, over Bryn Forbes? they both could <laughs> you're hearing us talk about the money issues right yeah Brent Forbes could definitely be a two-way player for the Pacers this year and Austin <laughs> Rivers he could take the vets minimum that'd be I bet he can make more money somewhere don't you think because he was a, he was a good player for the Rockets money's this year. tight yeah Maybe money's he's tight. Gonna make the vets minimum though he would probably go to you know what man I'm just gonna say it. we'll take Carmelo for the vets minimum <laughs> And he can start at the three. You're damn right you should take <laughs> Carmelo yeah. for and, the bed. And he can start at the three for us, and we'll move Turner to the four and Sabonis to the five, as it should be. You're <laughs> 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 really shaking things up. <laughs> <laughs> and Miles Turner can come off the bench or get traded. For Gordon Hayward, maybe. Yeah, there you go. Actually, that's the trade I'm looking for. Let's. You, you might have just talked me into Gordon Hayward. I have not wanted that at all. But you might have just talked. I don't know it. why you wouldn't. I mean, one more year, potential All Star. <laughs> you're just hoping he's healthy. Yeah, from Indiana. Because then, you roll the dice. If he's healthy, and playing well, because he hasn't had both. 
over the last three years. True. And Oladipo's healthy and playing well. Now your floor is more spaced, and that's a really good team. Yeah, and I think people gloss over the fact that with Hayward, he got hurt. Tatum grew into this giant role that they have there now, and then they're like, well, we're not going to really use you the same because we have Tatum. We like him more than you. Mm -hmm. So give him another opportunity. Maybe he goes back to looking like how he used to. And Marcus Smart's taking about 10 threes a game <laughs> from Gordon Hayward. So And against the Pacers, he's hitting eight of those 10. <laughs> All right, let's close things out here talking about the draft. Like we said, that's coming up in about nine days from now, next Wednesday. And do we want to commit, Jeremy, to a post-draft podcast right now? Yeah. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> we'll commit. Hey, breaking down drafts is fun, you know. Yeah. I it's mean, especially fun. when we have one pick and it's the 54th overall. And it's going to be a great pick. Yes. We're going to make a great selection. There are good names down there. I Yeah, I'm pretty excited. I'm Yeah, I'm pretty excited too. There are some uh, seven-foot-tall Euro- uh, European big men available, so I'm a little nervous about the Pacers <laughs> going into that pick. But uh, there are some good names as who, well. Who are some guys you're looking for them to take at, with that pick? So, okay, the first name that stands out to me, low because i was looking at uh nba draft.net uh-huh. i just like wanted to look through the top 100 prospects and just thinking through who could end up here i was looking for senior players um because there's not going to be any freshmen down here that we can really grow maybe some sophomores who had disappointing yeah two two seasons or so um and who knows who could fall i, I st- we haven't seen enough yet and i don't know if teams have really seen enough yet True. to see who's going to fall or if they're going to at all but um the first name that stands out to me is marcus howard from marquette yeah one of the best scores in college for a few years. Yeah, maybe the best, right? So he's the first name on my list. And the weird thing with him is at fifty-four, it seems like on a lot of boards that's going to be a reach for him because he's projected not to be drafted in a lot of places. Yeah, and I think if you're drafting near the end of the draft and you don't take him, then you're making a big mistake because he has every there's every chance that he could be a great scorer in the league. Yeah, he's just small. Yeah, that's um, the only knock on him is yeah. size. And the Pacers, we'll we'll have to see what it's like going forward. But we've proven with Nate McMillan that we aren't able to hide small players on defense. Right. Aaron Holiday, Edmund Sumner, for example. But I mean, he's a natural scorer yep. and can score from any part of the uh, court. I mean, plus he creates a ton of space too. So like, yeah. you you just have to like that. And I'd really hate to pass on him. I'd really hate to pass on him if he's still available. Yeah, like I mean, and not, this is for any team that's picking after 50 for me. I, he should be the number one guy yeah. on all those boards when you the, get to around 50. The only problem for the Pacers is he's not white and lanky enough. <laughs> you think <laughs> you think that's going to be a big problem? Uh, well, new new coach, so maybe that'll yeah. switch things up a little <laughs> we'll, bit. We'll, we'll see. see. We will see. Um, I wonder if he's going to be really high on TJ Leaf like Nate McMillan was. I sure hope not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My next name I have here is, and I hate to say this, but I, I know he's good. As, as an IU fan, it's just hard to say this, but I have Cassius Winston, uh-huh. who's a senior guard out of Michigan State, strong built point guard with excellent leadership skills and playmaking ability. I made this before I knew TJ McConnell, uh, that the Pacers are potentially committing to TJ McConnell, because I thought he could instantly come in with the second unit and be a playmaker for the Pacers. Uh-huh. Um and he has a lot of Aaron Kraft vibe to me. So I know Dan Dockich, if you're listening out there, you'd be pretty hyped about that. Also, NBA Draft.net has his NBA comparison at Eric, or as Eric Snow. So that's, oh, not, a, that's yeah. not a bad comparison for a 54th pick. Eric Snow was really good. I agree. Great <laughs> borderline all-star. Hey, I wish we could shake hands right now because I agree. We can't, though. We can only touch elbows. <laughs> All right. Next on my list. And you guys feel free to make fun of me. I, I just wanted to throw some names out there who I, I like them as players. I have Yudoka Azabuki from Kansas. Uh-huh. I mean, he was the most dominant player I saw in college basketball last year, physically dominating. Mm-hmm. He's six foot eleven, two hundred eighty pounds, and massive. The only problem is is he doesn't really fit in today's NBA. Or on this team. <laughs> or this or on this team. This I, guy's going at 54, and he's the most physically dominating player in college basketball. <laughs> he is, but... No, I see him rated in, like, the low 40s. Okay. Yeah, I, I definitely... There's some of these guys where, like, I have a feeling they're going to go earlier in the second round, but I like them, and there's potential that they fall lower. So, he's not the lowest I have on this board. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I have him there just because... 
if he's available and he's the best available, I'm I'm always in the boat of take the best available. And I think just like his raw physical ability can like contribute to a team pretty soon right off the bat, you know. So if we can get him in a pick and roll, setting screens for players to get more space, then I think that's a a good spot for him. Two hundred eighty pounds, he's probably just pick. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then maybe we could play him, Sabonis, Turner, and Batazzi <laughs> all together. Uh Sabonis is the playmaker in that lineup. Yeah. I'm well we don't play a, we don't play a fourth a fifth player. It's just those four. <laughs> those four and Edmund Sumner. <laughs> um so after sorry, if you want to chime in too at yeah, all. Me, I want to hear your list. Okay. I want to see who you got. This next one is not the guy that NBA Draft.net has pro- projected for the Pacers, but he's pretty dang close. This is Nick Richards from Kentucky. I really like his build. Why do you want them to draft a center so bad? <laughs> I, I, it's just like players. You made a joke about them <laughs> drafting a European center, and now all your list is. I'm jumping two around. You I'm also so said sorry. You wanted Gogo Batadze over Ivisa Zubac. Yeah. <laughs> I was just trying to pick apart that trade. Let me answer this separately. So, Austin, I was trying to pick apart that trade specifically. I was just trying to find ways to pick it apart. Jeremy. Um, I'm jumping around my list a little bit. I don't know why I picked so many centers. It's just players that stood out to me in college basketball. And if they're best available um, in the Pacers there to pick, then... All right. Nick Richards will never be best available on my draft board. Oh, for real? <laughs> he, I just... I like his he's potential. Fine. He's yeah. fine, but no. He has he has some Romeo Langford vibes. He's not very aggressive. But I just think he's so fast. Which is what you want in a center. The center <laughs> Definitely. with Romeo Langford vibes. <laughs> no, just the no aggression part. This is the worst <laughs> draft analysis I'm so, okay. of a center you know ever. What, you know what? Can we just forget about Nick Richards? I'll be I damned like if Nick I let you sit here and disgrace Romeo Langford's <laughs> name like that. Hey, I'm a big IU fan. I just So I, I have Nick Richards here, and we won't talk about it anymore because I'm going to hurt your guys' feelings, so let's move on. I don't know who Nick Richards is. He played at UK. I still don't know who he is. All right. Um, next, I doubt this guy's going to fall, so I'm not going to talk about him long, but I have Emmanuel quickly. Mm. Um, mm. good shooter from deep shot 42% from three this year Yeah, I would expect a team to pick him up because like he seems like a high um, IQ guy yeah. and great personality we'll see there's always potential that he falls because I know he had a pretty rough freshman year but um, I like his shooting ability and he was UK's go-to scorer last year so um, if he's there Pacers think about it and then finally Jeremy this one's for you I got Jordan Jordan Nuora. Uh-huh. <laughs> I almost said his name wrong. How do you say it? Jordan Wara, Wara, right? Yeah. I don't know why I included the end. I knew that too. Jordan he Wara. He's good. He's going to go 54. He's uh, late. He's older. He's projected early to mid 40s on some boards. On like all the boards. <laughs> Shows what I know about college basketball. He'll probably go a little higher, but um I said this is this is my take on him. I didn't watch every Louisville game, Jeremy. I know you have different perspective than me. Um, he's a high-level scorer. Yeah. He's a little up and down between games. You never know what type of Jordan Nor- Jordan Warrior you're going to see. Yeah. Um, and then I also said that he kind of suffers from big butt disorder. <laughs> um, That's true. Right? Don't you think he kind of sh- is shaped like a pear a little bit? A little bit, yeah. So it makes him kind of slow. It's going to be hard for him to like learn how to defend in college. He very um, uh, like tri- well. I don't even know how to say this. My Marvin Williams. Yeah, Marvin Williams played a long <laughs> time with a yes. really big butt. He did. That's a good one. Pear shaped. Kyle so. Lowry. He's good. He's he's, fi- very he's figured good. out how to use his big. He's butt. He's also smaller, so it's not very really stout. like a pear. Yeah, <laughs> it's more so, like a metronome. Yeah, and so if we are able to get Jordan Wara, um, and we lose Justin Holiday, I think he'd be someone who could easily come in. He's not going to be the same level as Justin Holiday right off the bat, obviously, but um, I think he could come in and uh, contribute to a good pace. Well, he's right off the he's bat. got the same knockdown shooter potential right. as Justin Holiday does for sure. He he can hit it from anywhere on the floor. Better ball handler than Justin Holiday probably. Better going to the rim probably as well. Uh, and if you get him off Louisville, where he was the primary ball handler for so much of his time there, and defense was just keyed on him. Uh, it'll open up his game a little bit, which would be nice. But the Pacers will likely have to trade up to be able to get a shot at him. Don't know if they're going to be willing to do that. We'll see, though. There yep. are trades available, like we said. Hey, but I, I put Jordan War there just for you, Jeremy. Hey, thank you. Uh, the only other guy that you didn't mention that I would be looking at at 54 is Miles Powell, point guard out of Seton Hall. He he was there four years. He's he's really good. That's all I can say okay. about him. He's, I didn't know enough about him. He's I didn't just want to put him he's here. a really solid point guard. He's been good for them for a long time. So 
definitely another guy. If you're looking at that guard role, he can shoot, he can distribute. So another guy to look at there. Cool. I mean, Seton Hall go to the Final Four like last year. They've they've been a perennial uh, tournament team for a long time, and especially recently, they've been a lot better because of guys like him. I would. I did not think they went to the final four. They did. I don't know. They okay. did not. I did not think did they, they get did. close, like the eight. Game? Yeah, I think they went to an elite eight recently. Okay. Yeah, I'm not that stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, we'll we'll see who they draft. Uh, dra- NBA Draft.net has us projected a draft that European big out of Georgetown. Yeah. I can't remember his name right off the bat. I I didn't even write him down because I just I don't think that's what we need. Mm, it's another. Monroe. Hang on. So I know you, what you're gonna say. I'm boy, saying a big lanky white guy. So boy, you, <laughs> who listed two of your four pickups for the Pacers to be centers, yes, think we don't need to draft a big. Correct. All right, just so we're clear. <laughs> but specifically, the lanky white guy uh, from Europe. Sure. Yes. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Whose basketball idol might be Zaza Pachulia, for all we know. Oh, please no. <laughs> <laughs> just like Hoka Patate, who we like. We like the goat. The goat. Yeah. Go. So anyway, we'll see we'll see what they draft, but we'll do a right after the draft podcast next week. Yeah, we'll be back. Um, follow us on Instagram or Twitter, all dot pacers, all underscore pacers, and you'll hear from us soon. Peace out. It's all about team basketball. It's all about playing the game the right way. The name on the front of the jersey is important than that name on the back of the jersey. You play for the Indiana Pacers. That's who you represent.